dim the lights because it's time for another presentation of the box office preview podcast an onstage blog podcast network production i am your host greg Earhart, contributor to onstage blog and on screen and joining me today my co-host He's not afraid to give his Uber driver a 500-word, one-star review while the trip <laughs> is in progress. It is on-screen chief critic Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I'm good. You threw me for a loop. you got to tell me when uh, you're going with a new opening like that. Hey, you no. Know, I had an extra week to wow. think about it, and I was like, you know what? It's time for something new, something fresh. And... Uh, well, we got something new and fresh with the Spider-Man movie that came out came out last week. But before we get into that, um, we have to start with the weekend before because our last podcast is two weeks ago, and it was a supersized podcast because we discussed uh, Annabelle yesterday and Spider-Man. So as we quickly recap uh, the box office, let's first discuss uh, Annabelle and yesterday. Annabelle. Uh, Open on a Tuesday and over the five day uh, weekend had 31.1 million opening. That was lower than both uh, Ken and I's uh, prediction. I predicted 36 million. Ken predicted 45 million. Mm. Uh, so I win the week there. So I win uh, the movie there. Uh, yesterday had a pleasant, a little pleasant mini surprise. Uh, the general forecast projections and predictions across the industry is around 10 million plus or minus a couple million. And uh, it came in at $17 million. Uh, wow. So nice job there yesterday. Um, I saw a fair bit of people uh, when I, in my Spider-Man's, well, when I was going to see Spider-Man, uh, talking about yesterday and going to see yesterday. And I ran to a former colleague, uh, colleague of mine who was really excited to see yesterday. Um, and probably in unrelated news, they're all over 50 years old. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but hey, good for them. They have a movie for them. So I predicted thirteen million. Uh, you predicted eight million. So I wow. win the movie. I win the movie there. I did not. However, have a week. <laughs> well, that June June was all Greg. Was all Greg when it came to predictions. However, when we turn the page to July, a different story. Spider Man. Over the course of uh, five or six days, I forget which. Six days. Six days. Uh, opened to a big number of a hundred and eighty-five point one million dollars. Yeah. Uh, Ken, you predicted one eighty-seven. Come on, you're two million off. Gee whiz, yeah. good, good program. Uh, you're just saving your forecasting whiz for uh, for the for the MCU movies. Uh, I my initial guess was one eighty-one. However, I for some reasons unknowns to me uh, switched it to one seventy-one. I am batting like oh for a million in my lifetime of switching my initial gut instincts. <laughs> so this is just adds to the tally. Um, so you win. So you win the big movie there. Uh, Take it. Good number for Spider Man. Uh, they're good. tracking around at one fifty to. I mean the the predictions were anywhere from one fifty to one ninety. Um, but so good number for Spider Man. Um, I haven't done any analysis yet on where it should end, but I, I'm guessing this will get to at least four hundred million. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for and you saw Spider Man. I saw Spider Man. Do you want to get some quick thoughts? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think I like Homecoming slightly more. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to rank them in in all of the Spider Man movies, I'd probably um, put it fourth behind Homecoming and uh, Spider Man Two and Spider Man and Spider Man uh, Three. 
Yeah. No, not Spider-Man. <laughs> Definitely not. That's uh, right there at the bottom. Yeah, I, I I think I agree with your ranking. And again, I, I generally agree with your review. It was a fun movie. Um, I have a lot of questions on Mysterio's powers, quote unquote. Um, yeah, I did too. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I, I get things are supposed to be far fetched and you're supposed to suspend your disbelief, but that was that was really stretching disbelief, I thought, um, in terms of how they worked and the things he was able to pull off. Um yeah. but if you if you kind of put that aside, it, it worked. I thought there was good performances all yeah. around. I really uh, liked Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I thought he was yeah. he was really good as Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. I both sides, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I thought Azendaya was really good. Um and the whole and once again, I thought they really nailed the high school genre in a really fun in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're putting Spider-Man aside, and we have two. Um, I can't call them totally original openings, but these are non sequels uh, and somewhat non comic book based or reimagined uh, properties that are opening this week. We have Stuber. Uh, that is starring, uh, let's see, make sure I get this pronunciation right, Kumail Nanjiani and uh, Dave Bautista of uh, Drax fame from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're starring in a, it's not quite a Lethal Weapon-ish kind of movie, but it's definitely like a buddy a buddy movie right. uh, where Dave Bautista plays a cop. He's on the hunt for a cop killer. And uh, Kumail Nanjiani plays an Uber five star uh, Uber driver who all he wants to do is get his five stars. So um, I can't call it an original concept because this has been pretty much done quite a few times. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a little bit twinge for the modern day with u- bringing in the Uber aspect of it. Um, but then our, our second our second movie opening is Crawl, another creature feature, uh, this time starring a crocodile, a killer crocodile, <laughs> uh, singular and plural, I believe. Um, starring none other than Barry Pepper. <laughs> glad to, glad to see him getting some work. Yeah, uh, but we'll we're gonna save Crawl for a little bit later. Uh, we're gonna spend the bulk of our time here breaking down Stuber because it is getting a prime time uh, movie slot, getting in the second week of July, and uh, it's a, it's an interesting looking movie. Um, fairly fairly good trailer, um, and it's really giving. I would consider two stars their shot to really carry a movie on uh, both Bautista and Nanjiani. Um, Ken, my first question for you, let's start. Well, let's start with Nanjiani. Uh, do you, what's your opinions on him? And do you think he's ready or even capable of being like a box office comic? Oh, we'll stick with com- a comedy star. Uh, I think he's capable. I don't think he's necessarily quite there yet. Um, the, the big sick was, uh, a really good movie a couple years ago, uh, which was a comedy uh, based on the real life story of him and his wife, um, which right. didn't make a ton of money, but it, it got a lot of critical acclaim and even Oscar nominated. So that was uh, huge for him. Uh, he's had a lot of smaller roles and is, is gradually built up uh, to this point where he's getting a starring role in the comedy. Uh, he was also uh, uh, the voice of, um, uh, what's the name of the character? I can't remember. Either way, uh, he was the voice of uh, the one of the characters in uh, Men in Black International. It oh, was really? really? Oh, yeah. He was he yeah. was really basically like one of the few highlights of the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. yeah I so think 
Yeah, I, I think ahead. he's on. I think he's on his way. I think uh, you know maybe like a few more reps and he could be up there. Yeah, he's super likable. Um, yeah. He's got really good timing. Uh, I know him. I, we both know him very well from Silicon Valley, where he is you know, brilliant as well as all, the entire ensemble is brilliant. My my little my little concern about him is he might be a little nichey, um, and you can do you can be a comedy star and be niche. Uh, certainly, I'm feeling like he's replicating the Rick Moranis niche a bit um, okay. in terms of, well, just sort of the. I mean, certainly the character he's playing here is I think his strong suit, which is sort of meekish, ordinary, run of the mill guy who's trying who gets comical trying to act macho and trying to kind of fill, you know, fill in the gap, especially compared with uh, Dave Bautista. Uh, by the way, yeah. going the Rick Moranis route, not a bad, not a bad route to take. Oh, oh Rick Moranis was hugely successful. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, again, that's not a slight saying he's, he's going that route. I'm just, that's where I'm kind of thinking. But again, Rick Moranis was an absolute one trick pony, <laughs> you know, Fair and enough. he got, he got a, he had a great career out of it. So, um, so yeah, so that'd be my only concern about him is like, can he? Does he? Especially in today's Hollywood, with how broad comedies have to be, you know, can he? You know, can he fill that void enough? You know, to kind of be a star and and carry a movie. Uh, same question for you for Dave Bautista: Is Dave Bautista ready to be a box office star? Uh, probably not on his own, mm. but I mean, he's definitely shown that he can be part of an ensemble obviously with uh the success of guardians of the galaxy uh he's had some really good roles in some smaller movies uh he got a dramatic role uh or a small role in blade runner 2049 where he got to show mm-hmm. a little bit more of a dramatic side as opposed to just the comedy chops yeah and, uh so yeah, he's he's uh, I think he's on his way too. He's got some interesting projects lined yeah, up. Yeah, he's pretty polished. I, I yeah. won't say he's one hundred percent polished, but I just mean he's definitely more polished than the typical uh, W uh, wrestling star that's moved to the big screen. And what he's able to do as Drax was, you know, obviously everyone I think did a whoa, you know, he, about yeah. what his ability, you know, even, for his even, timing and and even some of the more serious moments in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy two. Um, when you know he's opening up about his family and uh, you know his wife and stuff. Yeah, and I'd say even wrestling fans are are probably <laughs> just as surprised as anybody, <laughs> right? At, at his success, right. like I mean, he was he was a pretty popular wrestler, uh, but he was never. You, you didn't look at him and think you know Hollywood when when you uh, when you saw him wrestle. Right, not only Hollywood, but yeah, Hollywood, you know, dramatic actor and right. just this type of comedic. You know, just I mean, because the comedy he's doing is not like not easy. You know, no, it's like, not. He really. It's this is not like um, trying to and, like, and the not, comedy, not like Andre the Giant just like being himself. You know, yeah. like in Princess Bride and doing that kind of. This is very difficult comedy. He, he so. didn't uh, exactly show that stuff necessarily uh, when he was in WWE. So right, right, yeah. So that leads to my next question, which a question I think you are uniquely uh, ready for. Uh, oh, to let's answer, get into which it. Is... <laughs> I spent my entire afternoon <laughs> breaking this down. So where, and again, this might be better answered after you see Stuber, uh, but where does Dave Batista rate amongst other wrestlers you know, to the big screen? And give me your top five. Uh, uh, we want to start off with a top five. I wanted to build up yeah, to it. 
Uh, however you want to do it. Yeah, however, however you want to answer that. Okay, um, so... Can, and can before, we... before you answer, I'm going to say... You can answer the question however you want, but to me... Because the, mo- the, the most interesting aspect to answer to me is not like how good an actor they are, but like how like do they become a legitimate like box office star? You know, okay. like are, are they carrying their own movie? Like are they, you know, are they in a semi-convincing way? Um, but that might not even be the right way to think about it. So, yeah, I don't think it is because there's not a whole lot of wrestlers that have actually done that. Um, I mean, there's really just one, which is The Rock. Right. So, well, John uh, Cena. John Cena. Yeah, too. but he's he's been again like part of more. Um, he hasn't had too many lead roles. Uh, yeah, he's in, had at least three. That I, could, I mean, he's led at least three legitimate movies I can think of. I mean, sixteen Which, blocks or twelve blocks. Yeah, but I mean, that's not exactly like. No, but know, that wasn't straight to video. Great either. stuff. <laughs> it's not the, no. the the sequels that it spawned were straight to video, <laughs> right, right? Which that that uh, yeah. the the wrestlers that starred in those sequels, uh, yeah, but... as well as the Marine sequels, right. those, well, those right. guys make my bottom five. Right, right, right. But he was in you know Blockers. He was a com- yes. he was a comedic lead in that. He was in yep. Trainwreck, where he was yep. also uh, he wasn't the lead in that for sure, but he was a very yeah. important character in that. Uh, so anyway, so I, I'm sort of into rudely interrupting your you time are. to shine, but uh, so go ahead. I did, I did not um, ha- craft my list the way that uh, that you did, based on on you know box office success and and movie stardom. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking more of like, um, yeah, like just overall uh, enjoyment oh. of the movie that they were in. <laughs> okay, yeah. So number five, I got uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper mm-hmm. for. For uh, they live, yeah, yeah, a uh, classic John Carpenter movie. Yeah, uh, he, I he's mean, he at, did. He's good in that. He is amazing in that movie. <laughs> I've come to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I am all out of bubblegum. Right, it's an iconic, it's an line. iconic line, yeah. and then an iconic fight too with him and <laughs> and, uh, and Keith David or David Keith. I always get those two confused. Oh, oh is David Keith a real actor? <laughs> yes. Really? Oh, okay. I only know yeah. Keith David. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. making so, a joke. No, no, no. There's there's a Keith David and a David Keith. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, no, he there's like a five minute fight scene in that movie where he's getting trying to get him to put the glasses on. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Uh so number four, I got John Cena. Okay. For train wreck, uh sisters, he has a small role yeah. in that movie. Uh yeah. blockers, obviously. Uh, Bumblebee, he's going to be in the Fast and Furious 9. Okay, yeah. Apparently yeah. he's been cast in the Suicide Squad sequel. Oh, no. Really? Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but then okay. there's also Tour de Pharmacy. But he's not going to be in the squad, right? I mean, I have I, no, I have no yeah. idea. Okay, all right. I have no idea. Right. Yeah, right. so it's uh, Tour de Pharmacy, the Adam Sandberg uh, comedy docudrama about the uh, Tour, oh, the the tour de France. Oh, Tour de France. Okay. That, uh, just take tons of steroids. Yeah. Really funny in that. And then uh, a little scene movie called The Wall uh, that he was in, which is about two soldiers um, in Iraq. Okay. Which was a pretty good movie. Okay. All right. Uh, number three, Batista. Actually, I have him number three. Okay. Uh, okay. So he's, we've gone over a bunch of stuff that he's done. But, I'm really uh, curious who's your number two. because Number two it. is really only one movie. And it's Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just if you're in the Princess Bride, 
and, and that role. And that's your only credit, basically. Like, he had an uncredited role in Conan the Destroyer. You know, whatever. Right, right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the Princess Above Bride. John Cena, who is yes. doing action movies and comedy he's, movies in a Cena, fairly believable fashion. You're put, okay. He is. He's got okay. a chance to jump. It's just, you know, you know, Andre had his career and John Cena's still writing his book. So, yeah. All right. he could, there's a chance for... There's a chance for Batista and Cena to both jump him. Uh, <laughs> done. But Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride, that's like Gail Sayers with the <laughs> Chicago Bears. Right. You know, or right. Terrell Davis with the Broncos. And then number one, of course, is The Rock. Yeah, the gold standard. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he showed the way. He's the hardest else. working man in show business. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. He's doing everything. I'm a little surprised. So, good. So, I, I, what, I've, very mild quibbles with the order, but I agree with your top five, uh, all okay. in all. I'm now, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, just I'm just bringing up a couple wrestlers who I thought would have a better transition to the screen. Okay. One, one is Steve Austin. I yeah. thought, yeah, and I was doing, and again, he had a couple. I mean, he was in the Expendables, and he was, I thought he was fine in the Expendables. He played the role really well, but I really thought he could be, you know, a good, um, Again, I don't think I could ever project him as a box office star, but he could certainly, you know, be a second or third banana. You know, right. it, has, it would have to be an action movie. He could, right. maybe, I could maybe see a comedy if it's the right comedy. Um, right. But I was reading up about him and about, you know, why was he in more movies or whatever? And apparently, his agent said he just really didn't want it. He he really it was I could not see that. he was not what he was expecting, and he just wasn't happy and excited working in the business um, well, the way I it think- was. I think part of that might have been the uh, the roles that he took on. If you look at uh, some of the movies that he did, <laughs> it's right. not great. It's a lot no. of like one it, like one word action movies. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. So maybe that was just you know truly his destiny. So now he's doing podcasting. I wasn't even aware he had yes. a podcast. Okay, yep. you were very aware. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, and what's he talk about? Like just uh, wrestling the, the world. Yeah. Oh, his wrestling stuff. He's not yeah. talking about Trump or anything. He, okay. No, he's one of the many people that has a uh, wrestling podcast. <laughs> okay. Former wrestlers and current wrestlers. <laughs> and uh, the other guy uh, is. I probably shouldn't expect any more than what he delivered, but I just thought Hulk Hogan would have had a, a little bit better film career just you, because. Why would you think that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, he has so, he had so much natural charisma that you really thought he could have channeled that a little bit better into being slightly more grounded um, maybe, than he ended up being. <laughs> um, maybe he just had too much charisma for <laughs> the the big screen to contain. Right, right. So Suburban <laughs> Commando is basically his one shot, and oh boy, did he... <laughs> Well, no, let's not get exactly. carried away. That wasn't his one shot. There was also No Holds Barred before that. Uh, I stand by, I stand was... by, I stand by what I said. <laughs> there was by. Mr. Nanny. <laughs> there was three ninjas high noon at Mega Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was Santa with muscles. <laughs> so, 
Let's I just put it this way. He had more shots at the uh, <laughs> wow. at the big brass ring than you give him credit for. <laughs> and he didn't just strike out once. He struck out several times. Yes, he did. Yeah. He just he couldn't he couldn't let go of the character. It just he no. just had to take it he, up to fifteen or whatever. Yeah. Um, he, he was my number one for the bottom five wrestlers. Yeah, I, I couldn't uh, argue that. In the movies. Uh, so Yeah. So yeah, no. So I, I think Bautista. So I think Bautista right now at three is absolutely solid. You just you can't discount what he's done and the difficulty what he's already doing. And Stuber looks like a really interesting uh, role uh, role that can capitalize on a lot of his talents. Yes. Um, now before we transition completely away from this, yeah, I do have I do have a few honorable mentions that I would, I would really like to run through. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So you got. Uh, I'm going to start out with Sergeant Slaughter. In the G.I. Joe movie, which even though it's animated, it's still a movie. Okay. Playing himself, but still Sergeant Slaughter (laughs) Uh warrants mentioning. Uh, Ronda Rousey uh, in Fury 7, Entourage, Expendables 3, Mile 22. So, Ron, um, so you can forgive my ignorance. Didn't she start in MMA? She did. And then she she did some movies and then went to WWE. So, I mean, maybe she doesn't qualify as a technicality, but. You know, I, I would say as difficult, uh, the transition would be as equally difficult. In fact, even more because MMA, you're not getting mic time on a weekly basis like these wrestlers right. do, you know, right. which is why which is why the transition for them is not necessarily as hard because they're already acting, you know, <laughs> I mean, what, are you, what are you talking acting. about acting? <laughs> but I mean, acting, but they're it's still real to be right? you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, not, the ring, the matches are all real. It's of, um, of course, 100%. of course. Just talking about the mic work. Um, so I'll, I'll run through a few more of these. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just, uh, George the Animal Steel and Ed Wood. Surprising one. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash, Magic Mike. Uh, yeah. And he was also had a role in John Wick. Yeah. Uh, a, a mostly forgotten one, but Triple H and Blade Trinity wasn't yes. horrible. Uh, <laughs> no, under, it wasn't. Oh, he, no, I mean, that wasn't a great movie, but he wasn't the uh, problem with it. No, I agree. Uh, there's Terry Funk in Over the Top and a little movie called Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Randy Savage in Spider-Man. Yep. Ernest the Cat Miller in The Wrestler. <laughs> Here, here's one for you. You really the, enjoyed You really enjoyed making this oh, list. Oh, <laughs> I had so much fun with this list. You have no idea. The Great Kali in Get Smart. <laughs> Oh, Which also has The Rock in it. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. And then uh, Nathan Jones was Rictus in Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. I had a brother! I had a brother! <laughs> practically perfect in every way! <laughs> and then, of course, I have to close out the honorable mentions with the sexual Tyrannosaurus himself, Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, of course. I was wondering when you're going to get to him. And that ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, I mean, he's probably just outside the top five for me. He, in terms of, he would have yeah. been number six. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not only Predator, but also The Running Man. Yep, yeah. Uh, he, he is in arguably the best X-Files episode ever, uh, Jose Chung's From Outer Space. So, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Jesse the Body. And so, and just to kind of put a bow on this, so the one wrestler I'm just surprised, I don't think, I mean, he may have had a cameo, but Ric Flair, I don't think had any movie, movie yeah, roles. Nothing, nothing really comes to mind. Yeah, and again, very natural charisma, and again, he had a lot, as 
as stories have come out in the last couple of years, he had a lot of issues <laughs> going on with yeah. his list. So maybe he just didn't have time or the money or whatever to uh, you know get into get into Hollywood. But he's one I would have loved to see some you know probably a villain of some type you know and uh, just give a shot at that. But uh, all right, so before we get to see don't see. Uh, so let me just ask you real quick, when it comes to these two guys, Kumail uh, Nanjiani and Dave Bautista, are you buying, if they had stock you could buy in them, would you be buying uh, either of the, either their stock? Basically, are they on the ascent or do you think they're like, this is it, this is the apex? Uh, uh, I think, I think they're both on the rise. I do. I would, I would buy stock. You would buy stock. Yeah. I would buy stock in Nanjiani. Um I'd I mean, hold... Batista might have peaked with Guardians, but yeah, I'd hold on him. I, I, yeah, I That's would. Fair. That's yeah, fair. yeah. I really, I'm not sure how much higher he could go than what he is right now. So, but it's, but again, uh, that's not too bad. So, um, do you? Oh, one other question I had before we get to see don't see. Mm. Um, so right now, Kume, uh, Nanjiani has top billing in this movie. Do you agree with that? Um, probably just because the character has the title or has his name in the title. <laughs> so feels, that, feels yeah, right. That, well, yeah, that doesn't always necessarily mean top. I know that's what you true, mean. but I, I think, I think the movie's probably from his perspective. Yeah. If I had to guess. So the reason I ask is I think Bautista is a bigger name. Oh yeah. At this point. Totally. Um, but I think, I defend that. I defend the decision for Nanjiani to be the uh, to be the lead, to be top billing, basically. Um, so, but it's interesting. Interesting question for those that care about these sorts of things, like we do. All right, let's get to see. Don't see. Uh, for those of us joining for the first time, <laughs> uh, see. Don't see is a way that we quantify our interest in seeing a movie uh, versus us just saying, "Oh, we may want to see it," or "I may not want to see it." Uh, I will give several categories uh, related to the movie or the actors or actresses or directors uh, that are part of the movie. And we will quant- we will rate our interest from negative three to positive three based on that factor alone. Ken, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll make the couple, first couple quick because we spent a lot of time on them. Dave Bautista. Actually, you know what? I should start with Nanjiani because he got top billing. So Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, see or don't see just based off him alone all you know about the movie is he's starring in it uh i'm probably at a one right now um again i I was a really big fan of the big sick that came out a couple years ago but uh yeah he doesn't have enough of a track record uh in a lead role right now yep uh i agree i agree a one um again i love him in silicon valley but that type of humor and a standalone i'm not i'd be a little bit concerned about but i'd be interested if he's in the lead i want to see what it's about dave bautista uh probably also a one i could also i mean i could see verging on a two but he's also got a couple of direct-to-video uh (laughs) titles in his in his resume where he's the lead guy so um yeah, I, one one right now. Still. Yeah, I, I if I could answer one point five, I would because uh, right. I have a feeling he really might be a guy I really like um, and could get attached to. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm a one. Uh, okay, 
Let's next category a cop movie. All you know is the movie is a story about a cop and a cop doing cop things. Mm. Uh, see or don't see. I'm uh, probably a zero on that, yeah, just because uh, it, some of them I really enjoy, but some of them are just really paint by numbers and yep. procedural, like to the point of being a real drag. Mm-hmm. So. We are three for three in in sync. I have a zero as well. I know this is uh, it portends it portends dangerous things. Next, uh, all you know about the movie is it features a taxi or Uber driver uh, (laughs) as a central aspect of the plot. Uh, See or don't see. Uh, is it, this is actually a genre that has a, more yeah, movies than, than you think. <laughs> isn't there a whole like French series of action movies? Oh, with, like called Taxi. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And yeah. then there was a, a American remake of one of them, starring Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. I think. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that might make it a negative one. And of course, Taxi Taxi Driver, the famous Robert taxi Driver. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh man, I'm gonna go with a zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah. Um. <laughs> mm, I think I'm a minus one. I I I just think I just have my fill with them, and I don't know. Uber. I mean, if it's Uber, I'm just gonna say minus one. That's just my gut. Uh, I'm not sure I can explain it to movie. Uh, okay, next. Uh, all you know is it's like it's a male buddy movie. Uh, also a very <laughs> well-worn genre. Uh, it's two guys have a meet cute of opposite personalities, and they have to make do with each other for an hour and a half before probably becoming best friends at the end. See or don't see? Oh, man. I really <laughs> love these kind of movies. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I love the mismatched uh, buddy, buddy comedies. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, even even, even dumb work. stuff like "Dude, where's my car?" just gets me like I don't know. Uh, but I, there, obviously, there's bad. I'm gonna go with a two. A two. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, the problem is I don't know who's in it. Based off this, all I know is it's that type of movie. But it's his premise. I know. No, I know. I just, oh, man, I really try and stay away from formula movies as much as I can, um, from the theater at least. Uh, I am, uh, I'm a minus one, just because mm. most of them I think are just too corny for me. Wow. Um, all right, last one. All you know is it's a movie where a mild-mannered guy takes to violence in comedic ways. Uh, that's all you know about the movie. Uh, again, a well-worn genre. <laughs> um, going back, see, uh, see. I, I yeah, there's I, I always again usually find those pretty funny. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with the two. Two. Wow, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm in the positives. Um, it's yeah. This this actually doesn't quite get old for me. Uh, I'm not quite a two, but I think I'm a solid one. A solid one for that. All right, there we go. We have six categories, and Ken, you have a score of six. So you average a, a score of one per category. I have a score of one. So uh, you are definitely um, interested, and I'm pretty neutral. Pretty neutral on the movie, which mm. is about right. Uh, I have I have some interesting bonus questions for you. Oh boy, on this one. Um, so bonus questions are again really just as a whole whether it moves the needle for you or not. These are more what if questions. So obviously the categories dealt with are what the movie is, and now these are questions like what if. 
if the movie was marketed as the first installment of a trilogy <laughs> that they've already announced plans that this is going to be a trilogy, does that make you more or less interested in, uh, in seeing it? Wow. For I mean, this they, particular movie. It's going to be three well, Stuber movies. Yeah. yeah. If they're, if they're <laughs> announcing a trilogy of Stuber movies before the first one's even released, <laughs> that would pique my interest. It would. It would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just because... I mean, it's it's kind of wow. They they either really believe in this or <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. I mean, that, I mean, you you do raise a good point. The studio's already greenlit a trilogy, like exactly. that. It does mean the movie's probably it should be pretty good. Um, so I was going to go in the negative, but you raise a good point. Like that does mean they express a lot of confidence in it. So I, I guess that puts me in the positive too. Uh, next. Uh, they announce in the marketing that this movie has a shared universe with Lethal Weapon somehow, some way. I don't don't ask me how. Just that's that's what they announce. More or less interested or uh, neutral. Neutral. Okay. Yeah. All right. Me too. That that doesn't do anything. For <laughs> Nothing. Me. I I, I'm not I'm not in uh, generally in favor of shared universes <laughs> for for most uh, most movies. Right. Okay. Uh, we're gonna end with. I want to throw you some alternate pairings for this movie. And you okay. tell me if they make you more or less interested than the current pairing of Don Gianni and Dave Bautista. Okay. Okay. All right. First pairing, the rock and Kevin Hart, a uh, pairing that's been on the movie screens before the rock plays the cop. Yeah. Kevin Hart plays Uber driver more. Yeah, or less. Uh, probably less. I've already seen it a couple yeah. of times. Like you said. Okay. So, uh, next, uh, Gal Gadot and Kate McKinnon. Uh, Gal Gadot <laughs> plays the cop. Kate McKinnon plays the Uber driver. More or less interested? Probably less, but not as not as less as The Rock <laughs> and Kevin Hart. Oh, see, I'm way more interested in that. As as I, I would see that in the theater. I think I think it's a wow. very strong. But oh yeah, I'm a couple. That's that. I don't know. I mean, but. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm definitely intrigued, but not as much as as this pair. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for one with like Meryl Streep in it. Oh, you're cl- <laughs> you're you're in the you're in the ballpark. Um, Clint Eastwood and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Clint Eastwood <laughs> plays the Uber driver. Tommy Lee Jones plays the cop. More or less interested? Oh man, I'm probably there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I am, I'm 100% there. <laughs> I want to, I want to see that movie. Actually, <laughs> I am uh, a five out of five. I think, I think, and, uh, it, it being there, being there for that. <laughs> Space Cowboys too. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right, last one. Space Here's... Cowboys 2 on the streets. <laughs> All right, last one. Here's the hammer. This one, this one's gold. All right. Michael B. Jordan, Michael Pena. Jordan's Ooh. the cop, Pena's the Uber driver. Ooh. <laughs> that is a great pairing. Thank you. Thank you. That's that that well done, yeah. sir. <laughs> I don't know if it's as high as Eastwood and Tommy Lee. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's on a whole other level. I mean, but that's, uh, that's really good. I, I, mm, that's a better movie. You're probably right. I think it's a better movie. I think, I think. Is it, is it the same kind of movie though? So Michael B. Jordan wouldn't have as physical a performance as Bautista's going to have, but I think right. he brings a different type of ferocity to, he, in still a potential comedic action comedy way. 
Yeah. Um, but I think he brings a different element. I think probably maybe more re- real element to it. Um, right. I, That's why I think it would be a different kind of comedy. Yeah. Right. Than, than the one that this is. Which <laughs> right. It's more of a mismatch because of the physical difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. Okay. All right. Well, for me, my answer is more. Yes. That, that would make that would make me that pair of me. Very well done. Thank I, you. I, I'm impressed with those. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we are going to save predictions, uh, box office predictions for us to the end of the podcast. Uh, let's give a quick word about Crawl. So Crawl is the second uh, wide release coming out this this week. It is a creature feature. Uh, basically features a father and a daughter who are uh, stuck in their neighborhood when a hurricane comes through. And as they're trying to, uh, I believe, like either get out of the house or get something from the house, a uh, family of crocodiles, like killer crocodiles, comes in. And all the crocodiles want is a piece of them. Um, this follows in a line of creature features, namely featuring Meg, the Meg last year, featuring the one and only Jason Statham, mm. uh, as well as 47 Deep. Uh, was that right? 47, 47 meters? 47 meters deep. 47 meters deep. Or 47 meters down or, or something down, like that. Yeah. Yeah, a couple shows. Uh, you know what's movies. you know what's a good one? Uh is the shallows. The shallows is another one, yep. And uh, so Ken, what's what's been your opinion on the, the creature features that have come out as of late? Uh yeah. I mean they're they're pretty hit or miss. Uh I, I've skipped most of them. Uh I thought what about Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> uh the first two were pretty enjoyable and I, I stopped. <laughs> Once it got to like three or four, I was I was pretty much out. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't make it through the first Sharknado just because it was just too tongue in cheek for me. Like it had to, um, for me to be in, it had to take itself more seriously than it did. Um, that's just my own. Kind of well, thing. I think I think the first one stands by itself as uh, uh, it had a level of self awareness or a lack of self awareness, uh, even though it was. It had self awareness. Yeah, that's my just problem. Yeah, it's too self aware. Not to not to the degree that the the sequels had. Correct. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got on Sharknado, but uh, I, so. hey, you're you're the one asking the questions, man. <laughs> this is your show. I'm just along for the ride. That's right. That's right. Okay, you're steering so. the ship, Camille Nanjiani. I'm you're the driver. I'm Batista. Okay. So you're not in on creature features. Uh, mostly not. No. So I, I it's. So for me, it's to me it depends on a couple of things. So one is how self aware is it? Is, is it trying to be just to be schlocky or straight to video? Uh, and some of it has its charm, or is it gunning for it in just terms of being like the Meg? Like it just made the shark ginormous, and it had Statham, and you want to see Statham versus a giant shark? Well, I do at least. Um, so you know it can work. Um, it's never going to be brilliant, I don't think, but um, but it's fun. And it's the summer. It's you know, creature features is a good summer entertainment. You go in, shut your brain off, and uh, go in with a good, lively crowd. Um, about this movie, uh, do alligators have any special, particular uh, fear factor with you, um, or is it just like meh? Doesn't really. They don't really. They don't really scare me at all. Uh, they do a little bit, not as much as as sharks or uh, giant spiders. Oh yeah, I know you're right about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so. yeah, but I mean, like the in the in the preview, there's the uh, there's a scene where like a, a police officer or somebody is responding to a call, and and he he looks away from the water below him to his partner, and the jaws of the alligator 
or croc uh, come up and bite him in the stomach, right, and, right. and pull him in. I, that that kind of creeps me out. Yeah, alligators are scary when they're not moving. Um, that's always like when they're moving, it's like okay, they're just like anything else. But I mean, when you, I remember doing an Everglades tour with Karen, um, my wife Karen. Um, couple years ago and you know you see all these alligators and they're just they're literally motionless you know on the uh you know in the water or on the land and stuff so you know any movie that emphasizes that aspect to them i think would be would be really cool i have a feeling this movie is not going to be doing that but you never know um let's do that was the only question i really had for you on that we can oh i one other one um i had two other animals that are creatures, I should say, that would be terrifying as a stalker. That would a creature feature, basically. Okay. Um, so one is uh, a hawk. Um, a hawk. A hawk, yes. Just like a bird type creature. I don't mean like birdemic, you know. I don't mean like those type of like comically, you know. Um, or or the uh, and not the birds. No, well, the birds were they weren't hawks. Those are like, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm trying so, to wrap my head around this. So I'm talking about a hawk that you You're know. You're gonna have to sell me on it. So, like, a hawk that would, like, fly, in the, like, really high in the sky, and then, but they can, like, swoop down at a moment's notice and yeah. either chase you or peck, you know, or, you know, um, grab at you. Like, I just think, like, so sharks and, anaconda, like, the movie Anaconda and snakes, they're all in the water. They're all underneath you. I think a threat from above will be particularly yeah. terrifying. Um have to be like a, it have to be like the Meg. It have to be a bigger hawk than. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's a yeah uh, yeah a normal size hawk wouldn't work. I was gonna uh, say a normal size hawk isn't really isn't really doing it for me. No, no, no I, I agree. Well, this is you know this is my list. You can have yeah. your own list. Oh, that's fine. That's um, fine. <laughs> uh, my second one was a panther. I thought like a panther. panther yeah, yeah, like All uh, right. um, again, like panther got loose, you know, from a zoo, and because they're they're stealth hunters, you know, and they're yep. they're dark, you know, they blend in well in the night. Like, I think that would be an interesting creature feature, mm. uh, you know, in the right environment and setting. Uh, any, any for you? Any? Uh, bears. Like, bears. Okay. Yes. Huh. The, the, have you seen The Edge with uh, Anthony Hopkins and, and Alec Baldwin? Uh, I, I saw some of it, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, uh, The Revenant, the opening with, with yes. that scene. Right. Just, right. Uh, yeah, bears, uh, bears are a good one. Okay. All right. I think. All right, and, so and then obviously, obviously an eagle. Yeah, I think an eagle, I, eagle I, and a hawk are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted something to counter your hawk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hawks, a hawk's I, I absurd. The, uh... An eagle, that's terrible. That's terrifying. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get to see. Don't see. Um, all right, first, uh, killer alligator. All you know is the movie features a killer alligator that hunts people. See or don't see? Mm, I'm probably. Uh, I'm probably a negative one on that one. Negative one. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, I'm I'm yeah. slightly interested. That's hasn't that's uh, something that hasn't really been done in major motion wide release uh, pictures. So I'm be a one. Uh, uh, we'll- how dare you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> slander. Yeah. And Bridget Fonda in Lake Placid. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't say ne- never been done. But I said that. <laughs> By the way, that's a horrible movie. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard. Yeah. Uh, next, I have low budget horror. All you know is it's a low budget horror. Uh, yeah, um, I'm a zero on that one. There's <laughs> there's some low budget horror that I really enjoy, but right, right. there's so much just 
garbage. Well, it'd be interesting <laughs> to define low budget because yeah, I think you can well, find that a couple different ways. Actually, yeah, because Bloomhouse, you know, does all their movies on a five million dollar budget, and that's right. probably low, but they do a really good job. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you consider like the Sci-Fi Channel stuff low budget horror? Or is that its own category? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, like there's uh, there's a lot of yeah. because well, just because TV has so much bigger budgets now than they used to. Um, yeah, I mean, well, again, we're just talking about theater releases, so um, I don't know. Crawl looks Crawl looks really super duper low budget. <laughs> just just looking at it, just like at the sets and stuff. But um, I'm gonna go zero as well. Uh, that's all I had. I think this movie come. Oh, I'm sorry. I had one more. Uh, Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper. <laughs> what has happened to that guy? I don't know. Where did he go? Well, he did. He did that Dale Earnhardt movie on ESPN, and and then went to hell. Went to no, I shouldn't wow. say hell, but thought about after that. Yeah, it just like he was yeah, having a pretty something. good career, and then I don't know. He just kind of disappeared into like obscurity with yeah. the movies he's, he's been making. Yeah. Well, I mean, battlefield earth didn't probably didn't help much. And, uh, yeah, yeah. but that was, that was way <laughs> early on. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. Give me a score. Barry pepper. Oh, uh, <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, that's, that's a negative. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. That's a that's a zero. That's yeah, a zero. Zero, zero yeah. for me too. I just had to throw them in there. All right. I have some bonus questions. Um, uh, if IMAX cameras were used and presented as being used in the marketing materials, would that make you see or don't see more? Uh, Crawl in IMAX. That that might pique my interest um, a little bit more, just because I don't know something something about like. The, the the way that uh, some animals behave like underwater and and you know when they're hunting humans can be can be pretty effective on a, on a mm-hmm. big format like that mm-hmm. uh, I think for the Meg it would have influenced my score for this uh, just because the Meg is a giant shark and you might see a giant shark in IMAX might be more impressive I don't think these alligators are supersized I don't think so no I don't think this would have an impact on me whatsoever uh if the movie is produced by james cameron would that would that uh uh compel you one way or another mm. Crawl, produced by james cameron it is produced mm. by sam raimi should i should say i should say oh that. is it it is that should actually, actually i should put that in C. oh wow in fact, I'm, I'm gonna put that retroactively in c don't see okay so that i'm probably yeah raimi man i'm probably gonna put that at least uh, a one Ooh, oh, I thought yeah. you were going two. Oh. I, I, I almost said two. I really did. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'll go. I'll go two. All right, all right. I'll go two. Okay. Well, that puts you in the firm positive category for this movie. Um, I just don't trust the producing because I don't. I mean, unless it's like James, unless it's James Wan, unless James Wan's producing it, then. Uh, I'm just a zero. I, I, I can't put zero on this. So you're a one and I'm a one uh, for crawl over four categories. So basically neutral. Um, I have one more bonus question uh, for you. Oh, this is a good one. I'm proud of this one. Uh, if the trailer for crawl 
had the song Crawl by Linkin Park playing a cappella or with some like piano background that was sung mm-hmm. really spookily, would that compel you to see to see the movie more than your current interest? Oh, uh, I just throw up in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Crawling. Stop, stop, stop it, stop it, stop skin. it. Stop it. Come on. That always hooks you. That always nope. hooks everybody nope. in the trailer. Nope. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I would be completely out on the movie. Not a, not a fan of Lincoln Park. <laughs> Never have been. Is there another song that if it was sung a cappella or spookily, like would that compel you to see? Maybe, this? but uh, <laughs> nothing comes to mind immediately. Okay. I, I know if you put if you put Lincoln Park over that over that trailer, uh, I, I'm probably a negative three on that. Well, it's, again, it's not Lincoln Park song per se. It's I know, but the it's the song. Okay. It's the song. Okay. It's just right. yeah, anything Lincoln Park, I'm out. Okay. Uh, any spooky song sung a trailer, I'm in. Basically, that's okay. that's, just, that's just my general rule. Uh, okay, let's get to before we get to box office predictions. So, Rotten Tomato review. So, Stuber has some reviews. It played at South by Southwest. Uh, screened at them pretty early. Um, right now, we are at 32 reviews at a 50% uh, Rotten Tomato score. Um, and the critics who don't like this, they really don't like it. Uh, wow. There's one, and we're a couple. Um, this is by Katie Walsh from the Tribune News Service. Read her a couple of times over podcasts. Um, there's absolutely no reason to catch a ride with a nasty, brutish, and shrill Stuber, a horror movie about our current American nightmare of late capitalist economics oh, and unchecked gosh. law enforcement masquerading <laughs> as an action comedy. Wow, I didn't know wow. it was a state- Capitalism. Jeez, wow. Um, that was a one out of four rating. Uh, there's a, oh, I wanted to read this one because I'm, I'm going to shame this critic for its pun. Um, A.A. Dowd from the AV Club. The demands of action and comedy, however, apparently t- much too great a weight for this action comedy to lift. Oh. Li- lift boo. spelled L Y F T. Yeah. Boo. Shame. Uh, one shame. other. <laughs> Shame. One other negative review from Philip de Semlian, Semlian from Time Out. Cle- clearly, surge pricing also applies to jokes because it's mostly about as funny as a traffic jam. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll read at least one positive. The positive reviews are pretty timid. Um, uh, fun 90s style buddy comedy actioner from Chris Boombray at Joe Blow's Movie Emporium. Uh, this from Joey Magidson from Hollywood News. Though hardly groundbreaking, the comic stylings of Kumail Nanjiani helped to set this action comedy apart and make it worth a watch. That's a three out of four review. So, um, and then Crawl doesn't have any reviews yet. I don't. I, I do have one three and a half star review on on uh, Letterboxd. Oh, okay. Where the guy says, uh, perfect popcorn fare. It's exactly what you think it is, and that's okay. The destructive satisfaction of a disaster movie with, mixed with the director's uh, nigh-unmatched proclivity for brutal violence. <laughs> Some awesomely gnarly stuff in, in here for a studio film. Plus, it's got lots of alligators, and alligators rule. <laughs> Seeing this with a packed theater is a must. Yeah, so there's some um, social media reaction out uh, from the screening they had uh, from critics, and um, you always got to take these with a grain of salt because I'm I'm pretty sure they just invite critics they know are going to like the movie. I'm not sure how they know it, but there's been lots of movies 
famously one of them being Batman versus Superman, where the social media reaction was like through the roof. Good. You know, like this is like amazing. This is going to redefine. And then the actual movie is terrible. Um, but so take that with a bunch of grains of salt. The social media reaction is pretty good. Um, it echoes, I think the letterbox review, you said that it's perfect summer movie nails, the genre, see it with a lot with a live crowd. Uh, it's really fun and terrifying and you'll, you know, scream a couple yeah. times. So, I mean, for what it's worth, this is the guy that did Piranha 3d back, <laughs> right. uh, in 2010. And yes. that was, that was actually 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yep. So that was you a know. fun little movie. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so based off that, what is your Rotten Tomato prediction for Crawl? Crawl, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say sixty-two percent. Sixty-two. Yeah. I'm just gonna just. All right, I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna go with the seventy. I'm just gonna go like seventy. I'll go seventy-two percent. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a pleasant surprise for the critics, so they'll they'll be kind to it. Okay, let's make some predictions. Uh, we'll first start with Stuber. Uh, forecast box office forecast has been pretty hard to find for both of these movies. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of had to rely on boxoffice.com, our friends there. Uh, they are projecting a seventeen million dollar opening for Stuber as of right now, and a fifteen million dollar opening for Crawl. Um, I will tell you what. I will start with Stuber. Um, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking this is gonna over deliver. Uh, even though the Rotten Tomato is a little bit meh, uh, and there's some really bad reviews out there, I think these two are gonna be good enough draws. Again, the forecast right now is 17. I just it's hard for me to believe this won't get in the low 20s. Mm. Uh, I think it's a fresh. I mean, again, fresh-ish premise. Um, you know, compared with the sequels and the reimagine you know, and the reboots that are out there right now, so right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 21 million. Uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 21.1. Yeah. Uh, I'll go 20. 20. Okay. Yeah. So we'll either split it or um, <laughs> one of us will get it going in either direction. <laughs> that's right. Okay, and then crawl again. Fifteen million prediction from boxoffice.com. Ken, what is your prediction? I think that one's going to be a little higher too. Yeah. I'm going to say eighteen million on that one. Eighteen. Yeah, I mean, again, if if the Rotten Tomatoes above sixty, I think this could do pretty well. I also have this in the twenties. I think it's going to be neck and neck between Stuber and Crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this at 22 million, just beating out Stuber, um, mm. which won't win the weekend, but, uh, but it'll beat the new release. So, uh, I have 22, you have 18 for Stuber. I have 21, you have 20. So, uh, it'll be, we've, we're pretty close on this one and we both think these movies are going to outperform expectations. Yeah. I think crawl is one of those movies that, uh, if it's not horror necessarily, it's still, uh, one of those that they tend to get um, underestimated uh, when it comes to their box office predictions. Yes. And they end up outperforming because of that. Yes. Agree. 
Okay, uh, well, that wraps up for this week. Uh, next week, a big one. We got another Disney uh, Disney movie, The Lion King. All the, right. Yes, that's right. Another uh, live action. Well, live, not, it's not live action, I should say. It's a uh, <laughs> motion capture uh, reimagining of the classic Lion King. We'll be here to break it all down for you with a new see you don't see and some new bonus questions and all new predictions that are sure to go wrong. Uh, the week after that, we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. So we have a fun three weeks coming up. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, this week. Uh, Ken, do you have anything to plug? Uh, read my Spider-Man review uh, yes. on, on stage or on screen. Uh, I would also recommend reading, I didn't write it, but read the Midsommar review. That, uh, I saw that movie on Friday, and it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Wow, really? Yes, yes. Wow. It's, it's crazy and disturbing and weird and twisted and beautiful. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, we, we're getting by far the most creativity out of the horror movies. Oh, now. it's been it's, a great decade. Yeah. No, it really, it has. really has. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> and, uh, you know, check it on stage blog for all sorts of content that's out. Uh, we got, we just posted an article on uh, Broadway radio critic uh, about body shaming performers in a review. We've got a piece about keeping theater affordable this summer. We got uh, we got pieces all over the place. We also have podcasts, uh, several podcasts, um, on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network with mu- movie musical shakedown. Anything about musicals? You love your if you have a favorite musical, check that out. Um, we have it's a theater thing. We have desperately seeking entertainment. Stage directions. The ripple effects hosted by Ken Jones, of course. Yeah. Nobody's in New York. It's all an act spotlight. We've got tons of podcasts related to theater and movies. You and go- also, since we we talked wrestling this podcast, uh, oh god, there's a rest- there's extreme rules this weekend. <laughs> so next week we will have a uh, card subject to change episode. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, so you don't need to go anywhere else. Uh, just go to the onstage blog podcast network, um, for note to those, each of the podcasts is now searchable by itself on iTunes, Apple podcasts, and Spotify. Um, I've got, and and we're on Google now. Yep. Okay. I got a, are we on SoundCloud? I got a question about that. I don't know. I haven't checked. Yeah. though. Okay, I have to check that too. Just check if you have your own favorite podcast medium. Just check it. If it's yeah. not available, let us know, and uh, we'll, 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 we'll get that. We'll get that set up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once again, uh, and if you like what you hear, give us five stars, please, in all of those mediums. If you don't like what you hear, give us five stars anyway. Be kind. Be nice. Um, we're we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this all for you guys, and to break it down, and to have some fun in the process. So. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find me at Greg E three three three, Ken Jones eighty one for me. All right, you can also uh, find on screen on Facebook as well as on stage blog. You can follow us there. Uh, we'll give more predictions are sure to go wrong as well as various other movie opinions. All right, once again, next week Lion King. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Adios. Bye.